0: What's up, you guys? This is another episode of the Triple Option Report where we talk about sports, comics, and pop culture. And today, of course, we have our weekend recap. Where to recap everything that happened in sports, comics, and pop culture over the weekend. Now, first off, it's gonna be a very sports-dominated episode. Uh, so I'll just go ahead and start with sports and with the biggest thing that happened. Uh, the Dame Lillard trade. Now, a lot of people thought. It was a lock. He was going to get, He was going to be traded anywhere. He would be traded to the Miami Heat, right? Like that's what I thought. That's what almost everyone thought. And then out of nowhere, here come the Milwaukee Bucks. It's like a shocking one. And it didn't. I mean, they did lose a a, a certain talent that was like pretty decent, to them, like True Holiday. That's a pretty big loss in terms of defense, like, perimeter defense, like, but overall, they didn't lose a lot of talent. Like, for what they were offering, they got kind of a bargain. But at the same time, so did the the Blazers at the end of the day. They ended up getting uh, Drew Holiday, and they're probably going to end up getting uh, more, uh, I believe they got more uh, key players. They didn't get a lot of of star talent, but they got a lot of depth added to. And in a lot of depth that's very straightable. So, like, overall, I think the Blazers got a big W 2 in that trade. And now, the one questionable team that was involved in the trade was the Suns. The Suns let go of Aiden, who I understand a lot of money. Probably too much money, honestly. Uh, so they had to let him go, I guess, because he wasn't really. Giving you the production you needed for what what he was getting paid, he low key probably didn't want to be there. And uh, I, yeah, I I just feel like it was probably, event like it was gonna happen eventually. So I guess they thought might as well just go ahead and knock out the way now. And like they got Yusuf Nurkic, who yeah, that's not really just not improving at all at all over over uh uh. Aiden, but still, you know, they they let go of that big Aiden contract, which is what they want to do. Uh, Overall, I'm not a big fan, though, of what the Suns did, like, talent-wise, because they didn't really get the depth they needed. I mean, like, they still got an improvement on depth and adding Bradley Beal, obviously, but still, like, they'd actually... Kind of downgraded in terms of depth, so you got a big three, but again, you don't really have a supporting cast like you should with that trade. But I, I and you help out immensely an opponent of yours, and the Bucks, who are obviously you're not gonna meet in the West. But if they were to hypothetically make the finals, the Suns, yeah, you just greatly improved your potential most likely opponent. So I like. Overall, I still think the trade wasn't that bad for the Suns. And I thought at the end of the day, when I look back at it, because at first I thought that's a terrible trade for the Suns. What are they doing? But now looking back at it, it's not that bad. And I thought it was a, a definite win for both the Bucks and uh, the Blazers. So overall, it was a, it's a good trade. A random trade that came out of nowhere, too. So great. And yeah, this, the NBA is what? On, what, about three weeks away? And. Okay, another big thing that happened involving basketball, obviously, was the WNBA. Now, I've been hyping this potential matchup up all year at this point. It's great to see that's going to happen. The New York Liberty, who had a surprisingly tough little uh, matchup with the Connecticut Sun, not that surprising because arguably the third best team in the WNBA this year clearly was Connecticut Sun. So... Yeah, Liberty having a little bit of a battle with them in the series isn't that surprising, but still. The New York Liberty won. So now you've got your big, huge matchup. The WNBA, like I said, has done arguably their best year yet commercially. And, and the two best teams in, in the league by far this year, which are starting to both get casual like appeal, the Las Vegas Aces and the New York Liberty? Like, uh, uh, you got... With Aces, star power, and... and I mean, you got star power on both teams. I mean, I don't... Man. Like, this is gonna be a, a good matchup. A really good, good, good matchup. And exactly what WBA needs, right? Two great teams. All-time teams. With loaded rosters. The two most popular teams this year. And, of course, two best teams this year. matching up. And in a series that was hot and heated and back and forth during regular season, we'll finally see who truly is going to be one of the greatest WNBA teams of all time by the end of the series. So, yeah, I, I really do believe this is gold All the way to, 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 to five games, a full five-game series. This is going to be a classic. And now, with college football. First off, uh, the first game that was pretty big happened on Friday. Uh, Utah, that lack of offense was going to hurt them eventually. And the, the, their injuries, man, they're broken down team right now. And it, it definitely showed against Oregon State. They couldn't do anything until like the last second. But I, I thought they'd be starting a little rough because, you know, all the injuries. But they eventually get better and better. They'll improve later on in the season. But for now, yeah. It definitely showed. Uh, uh, also, that was a really nasty play by that Louisiana Tech player against UTEP. I'm kind of glad that the dude is now going to be suspended for multiple games. If he could be suspended for the rest of the season, I could see that. Like we talked about that hit on Travis Hunter, that was pretty nasty. This was way nasty. This is not even a football hit. He just stomped on the dude's neck for no reason. I not mean, that there's a justified reason to stomp on anyone's neck, but I'm just saying like, just randomly. So yeah, like like that was just awful. Now on Saturday, you were seeing Colorado use his defense to holes, But I did like what I saw out of Colorado. Colorado definitely showed a lot of heart when they were down big. And that's the response they kind of needed. And so I think Colorado will be, will be fine. I think they'll, they'll get at least six wins this year. Which again, like I said in the past, it's a huge accomplishment for for Deion Sanders in Colorado to do in this first season, because this team was awful last year. Uh, Kentucky, Florida. Kentucky, Florida couldn't stop that running back from Kentucky at all. Dude had almost 300 yards of rushing. He scored a touchdown when they had 13 players in the field of Florida. That, that's, yeah. I don't know what that was, but I guess that Tennessee game was an anomaly in the fact that Tennessee can never beat Florida in the swamp, because they looked, like one of the worst teams in the SEC. Back to reality again just just like on Saturday. Uh Georgia Auburn. is sneaking by again. Selling to this team might have twenty uh 14 for state, and I kinda see it. They have not looked impressive literally at all all season, but they're undefeated. So what can you say? Texas looks great. Again, though Kansas is out there starting quarterback, but still, they just demolished Kansas. Texas it looks like one of, like, maybe two or three teams who has no flaw at this point all year. So I don't know, man. They look really good. Uh, LSU, speaking of flaws, LSU's offense is phenomenal. But their defense, I did not expect for them to be historically awful. One of the worst Power 5 defenses in the country this year. I believe it's, what, fifth or sixth worst in it shows. Like, like, but that Ole Miss LSU game was still awesome. Even with the lack of defense, but still. Man, I did not expect LSU's defense to be anywhere near that bad. Uh, and Notre Dame-Duke, Notre Dame finally got over the hump. They uh, struggle with ranked teams under Marcus Freeman, and they struggle in general with ranked teams over the last uh, several years. They faced ranked team in Duke. It was at Duke, and they won. And I hope that Ryan, like the quarterback for Duke is not like too injured. I believe he's only going to be out for like a, a few weeks. So that's actually a good thing because it looked like he might be out for a whole year with what it, what today, uh, people initially thought the injury was. So I'd just say overall, looking at right now, you see the end of September, first month. I would say my highest favorites right now, either Michael Penix Jr., or Caleb Williams, both of them have been absolutely outstanding. Caleb Williams really has a chance to make history and become the second ever, ever two-time Heisman Trophy winner. Like he is that good. He's a generational talent. And whoever gets to number one next year in in the draft, they got themselves a lock for it. a future, a, a face of their franchise, definitely. Uh, now, most surprising teams, West Virginia. I don't think anyone thought West Virginia would be anywhere near as good. Yeah, they look like a dead man walking. Neil Brown, his career, it looked like he was just going through the motions. And the first game versus Penn State, definitely showed that, right? But afterwards, what? 4-1? And, and And wins over TCU? And, and I'm shocked. Like, like, I didn't think they'd be anywhere near this good. They could contend for the Big 12, which is weird. It's crazy. Like, no one saw them being this good. Colorado... I know they're 3-2, and, and they lost the last two games, but I don't think people understand. Colorado wasn't expected to win more than two games this year by a lot of people, almost everyone. They were awful last year. They look like they're on the way to making a bowl game in the toughest conference. Uh, that's a huge accomplishment. And I am got, got one more surprise team. Texas State. They're at tops in the Sun Belt this year so far. They were expected to be a doormat, one of the worst teams in the FBS Worse than a significant chunk of of the FCS this year. And they lost a lot of talent last year from last year. Like a a lot as a small Sun Belt team. And they're somehow first place in in the Sun Belt. Could sneak into a, a New Year's Six bowl game. Now, for most disappointing teams, Pitt. Like, I thought Pitt would make a bowl game this year. A lot of people, including me, thought Pitt could finish in the top 25 this year. They might not win more than four games. I don't know what's happened to this team this year. Like, it's just been a car crash. Like, a dumpster fire. The offense is awful. The defense is not that good. I I don't know what, what's going on with Pitt this year. Like, like the, the complete disaster. Uh, East Carolina is another disappointing team. Uh, I thought they'd be, like, a top four team in the AAC this year. They look like they, they're most likely going to miss a bowl game. Their offense looks really bad. I didn't see that coming. I know they had a lot of turnover, but I thought they had a good enough amount of depth anyway that they would be able to recover well. They have not. Coastal Carolina. They look like they might miss a bowl game this year. They still have Grayson McCall. Like, I thought they'd still have enough talent that they could get at least seven wins this year to Sunbelt. No, they look bad. You know, like I said before, LSU... I thought they could make the playoffs or win the SEC, right? They're 2-2. Two and two. Like, like they might not win more than eight games this year. That defense is awful. Atrocious. Like, they're really bad. So, I was kind of shocked by that. Also, speaking of LSU, Maryland should be ranked ahead of them in the top 25. I have no idea why LSU is ranked below Maryland. I mean, Maryland's 5-0 and and averaging, what, a 40-15 to margin of victory? Like score, that's what they're averaging what, like forty to fifteen beating teams like that. I Have no idea why a, a power five team that's five and oh with dominance to that level is not ranked. But yeah, that was it for college football. And now for the NFL. Uh the Jaguars. I thought that was kind of fun. Like the, the broadcast of the, the Toy Story broadcast of that game was really entertaining. But like the overall game itself, uh typical Jags beat down. Nothing really crazy about that over the Falcons. Like, I thought they'd beat the Falcons and, and turn around and finally start to get everything clicking, and they did. Pretty dominant. Beals just demolished the Dolphins. I expected the Bills to win. I thought the Beals were a bad matchup for Miami for multiple reasons. They had a, a great elite offense of their own and a way better defense. It is at Buffalo. I just, and they're, they're super physical. I just thought it was a really bad matchup for Miami, and it showed. They just... Decimate them. Uh, The Broncos and Bears was a. What you expected honestly. Arguably the two worst teams in the NFL this year so far. Definitely showed it. The Broncos defense looked awful. For like a good one and a half quarters. But then Chicago Bears looked awful across the board for the last. uh, No actually two and a half quarters. And then the Chicago Bears looked awful across the board for the last one and a half quarters. What a collapse. What an. Awful but entertaining game. And <laughs> uh, I don't know when Chicago's going to win that game. Honestly, who knows? Maybe. I guess when when those teams that's like got a lock in the playoffs just wants the rest of their starters at the end of the season, I can see Chicago pick up a win there. But outside of that, I don't know, man. The uh, Rams' coach was a pretty insane ending. Look, at, look at the Rams. They're now but two and two. I know they're only two and two, but still I thought a lot of people I think a lot of people including me thought the Rams would be awful this year. They're looking fine. Like they could actually probably sneak it to that last wild card spot. Uh the Bengals, man. I have no idea what's up with them. Like they improved last week, so I thought, okay, they're gonna turn around and continue no. They looked they regressed this week. I don't know what the heck that was. They looked awful against the Titans. Just in all cylinders. It's a major disappointing team right now. They might miss a bowl. I mean, they might miss the, the, the playoffs this year, honestly. They they look bad. Cowboys, back to looking dominant again. I have no idea what the heck happened last week. But that looks to be an outlier because they just demolished the Patriots. And the 49ers did a demolition job of the, of the Cardinals. That's a big game coming up this upcoming Sunday. I mean uh it's regular season game of the year, 49ers and Cowboys outside of whatever the heck that game was with the Cardinals last week with the, with the Cowboys outside of that, those two teams have been playing like the best teams in the NFL clearly by far barely a flaw like for the up to this point for this NFL season so yeah, this is definitely gonna be the big matchup of, of the year regular season wise honestly, this might be a future NFC title game matchup this year, most likely Cowboys and Forty So yeah, that's a that's a huge one. Uh, also, of course, the the Sunday Night Football game. On paper, I along with almost everyone else thought this would be a blowout, and it was looking like that at first. It was seventeen nothing in the first quarter, but then the Jets defense, man, it woke up, and not just the Jets, the, uh, not just the defense. Their offense woke up. Primarily, uh, Zach Wilson, he balled out the rest of that game, honestly. He played really good. You know, it's unfortunate that the fumble, like, that led to the end of the game pretty much. But, like, up to that point, he had been playing really well. The best he's played all for, what, not just all season, for a while. Probably his whole career, honestly, at this point. And, and also, with the Chiefs, uh... Patrick Mahomes had a really bad game. Especially for his standards, a really bad game. Probably his worst played game since they lost to the Bengals in the playoffs, like, I think a couple years ago. But man, that was, that was kind of rough. And the Chiefs kind of got away with some calls, honestly. But, you know, it is what it is at this point. Uh... For what I've seen out of Kansas City, as as I, I look, I'll say this: I still think that they make out the AFC, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. And I'll give my props to the Jets. I thought they get blow up. I would. I was wrong completely. They held their own. Probably should have beaten the Chiefs, honestly. Now, as for the Monday Night Football matchup, that was exactly what I expected it to be. Uh, this New York team. Played exactly how I thought they did, how they would. They got dominated. Seahawks just easily, yeah, easy smashing. Like, the, the Giants, I, I don't know, man. I thought they'd be much better than this. I thought they could sneak in for, like, a wild card spot, like the last one in the NFC. I was completely wrong. This team's not making playoffs. Especially without Saquon for this, like, forever how long he's out, they can't do anything on offense, man. Like, this is not a playoff team. Uh, D- Daniel Jones, he's not... I don't know, man. Like, it is... This looks like a hot mess right now. Niche, And again, that division, because the commanders look pretty good now, especially with Airbnb culture, they look really good. Uh, the Cowboys and Eagles, obviously, look like two of, what, the three best teams in the entire NFL this year. So, yeah. Yeah, this is gonna be a long season for the Giants. Unfortunately for them. Uh, now that wasn't all I saw in sports. Obviously, now, a couple more quick things that happened. First off, Jamel Charlo and 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 uh, Canelo Alvarez. That was. It's kind of a, a pattern of what's happened in, in boxing, like top end boxing matches over this last year or so. Uh, whenever a fighter has like a long break in a lack of activity like the large amount of inactivity and the other fighter has been fighting somewhat regularly is usually not a close fight. That happened with Terrence Crawford and Neil Spence that happened been folding in any way that happened with, uh, uh, with Ryan Garcia and, 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 uh, Javante Davis. And yeah, it happened here. With with, uh, Carlo and and Canelo. Charlo's been out for a long time. And Canelo hasn't. And it showed. And also, again, the weight difference and the power difference. You felt that first hit. And he was, Charlo's, hesitant the rest of that fight. Not aggressive at all. And it makes sense. You don't want to get KO'd. Especially when you're trying to get a fight with, with Terrence Crawford. But just how he fought. That might have been made even worse case to have a fight with Terence Crawford, honestly. That was a complete domination. Uh, Canelo, I don't know where he goes in this. I guess he just keeps on fighting. Um, I guess he can fight, uh, uh, maybe he fights Crawford, but again, that's a massive weight jump for Crawford. Even though Crawford's a big welterweight, that's still a big weight jump. And Or he, fights, he faces a, a, a Russian guy again that he lost to. Dimitri Boval? Yeah. Dimitri Boval. Like, that dude's a beast. And so it will be a good fight. Let's see, like, I don't see it being that much different because he's actually even bigger than Canelo. And he's longer and, and taller than Canelo. And he's as skilled as him. And it's a tough matchup in general. But who knows? Maybe Canelo's got something different for this fight if they have a rematch. So, like, and as for Charlo. Probably faces someone like Tim Sue. Or maybe he successfully pulls off a match against uh, uh, Terrence Crawford. So, I don't know. Uh, Now, one last thing I want to talk about with sports. First off, shout out to to, to to Miguel Cabrera. Last game of his career. One of the greatest Tigers of all time. So, yeah, I'm a T short Tigers fan. I've been watching his career... Is Peaks a legend? One of the greatest baseball players ever. Top 50 player all time. Easily to me. And also, my other favorite team is in soccer Liverpool. Pretty vile, awful, like just a, an awful uh, display of, of, of uh, refereeing in that game. Like, there was a pretty, pretty blatant goal that they called a no goal and they didn't even review it. And this could go big. Like, this is something to look at in the future. This could lead to, like, some massive changes within how they officiate things in and so- and at least English soccer. mirroring out. So, yeah, people need to look into that in the future. Just, yeah. Now, I, this is maybe a sports-dominated show episode today, but there was some things that happened outside of sports. In pop culture, first off. In wrestling, AEW Wrestle Dream might be show of the year. At this point, AEW is putting out probably the best year of pay-per-views I've ever seen in pro wrestling. Outside, like, maybe 2018 New Japan. Like, like, it, absolutely phenomenal. Easily the best of this decade. Not even close. Like, 2023 AEW's pay-per-view run has been insane. Every single one has been a classic except, like, one, which is still a pretty good show. And also Edge is now with AEW, that's huge. Like, it's one thing with the other four WWE wrestlers to join AEW, but like, they had history outside of WWE. Edge for 20 plus years, since 98, was always in WWE. Developed there, everything. Like, he went from a mid-carder to a main eventer, a tag team, everything. His whole career is in WWE. So, for him to join AEW, that's a different story. So, that's a huge deal. Also, uh, SAG-AFTRA and, and AMTP, I mean, AMPTB, they look to be negotiating this week. Maybe that leads to something, if it leads to anything close to what WGA got, I mean, then that's a huge win for SAG-AFTRA, and that would be a great thing, honestly. I absolutely love that. So, yeah, speaking of SAG-AFTRA, this connects to my next thing with comic books, when those negotiations are done and hopefully a huge w for sag after the first thing that marvel is rumored to do is do casting for fantastic four so again we're getting a little closer and like i talked about in the past how marvel as nice as some of these movies might be they're kind of not i know it's the say fatigue it's not comic movie fatigue it might be just avengers fatigue and I think that it would be a, a, the the, clo- the sooner they get to, to the Fox stuff like Fantastic Four and X Men, the better it'll be for them business wise. So the closer we get to Fantastic Four, it's not going to happen this year. Most likely not next year. But by twenty twenty six, if they can, if that can happen, or in twenty twenty five, then Marvel will be perf- They'll be just fine. Biz- business will be booming again. I, I can tell you that because people have been clamoring. For just a good Fantastic Four movie, there's way too much potential there. Also, one quick shout out when it comes to comic books, Amazon Prime Video. I just wanted to point out that uh, there's a great show called Gen V that's based on a comic book, and and also obviously Invincible. Invincible is coming out. This season premieres for season two is coming out the same day as the season finale for Gen V. And I just want to point out how they've been knocking out the park with. All of their comic book adaptations. Amazon Prime Video. Because you got the boys too. Like all of them. Have been just absolutely fantastic. Not not a single. Uh, a miss whatsoever. So shout out to Amazon Prime Video. With that. Underrated streaming service. So that was it for. My whole weekend recap. Uh, my big time pick. Hmm. I might go with the WNBA. I don't know, with this first game. The Las Vegas Aces and New York Liberty is a big deal. This is the biggest match we can make. And the New York Liberty, low-key, kind of had the Las Vegas Aces numbered throughout the season. So I'm going to say game one goes to the New York Liberty. But I think at the end of the day, I think the Las Vegas Aces win a close five game series, a classic that goes back and forth, and I, I don't I don't know if there's any blowouts, honestly. I think they're both gonna come with their a game in all five games. I think this is the thing that's gonna make put WNBA over that hump. there's a mainstream appeal. This series, I, I really do think this is the one that's gonna do. It. So thank you all for listening. Without you guys, I don't have this. Uh, again, I'm pushing if not 50 episodes, it's all thanks to you guys. But also, thank you all for subscribing and downloading and liking. And also, following me on, on social media, on uh, Twitter, at Pulliam, P-U-L-L-I-E-M, underscore Blake, all lowercase. On threads, Blake, underscore, Pulliam, one, all lowercase. And on TikTok, TikTok. Uh, the triple option report just just like a podcast so that's it for today see you guys again on wednesday most likely see you guys bye